don't make it about you. Okay, don't try to find a purpose to get significance out of it, to get validation, um, or even money. You know, don't worry about money when answering the questions, for example. That's a common one. Like, what do you want to do if limitless possibilities? What do you, are you inspired to do? Um, I'm sure there's a little part of you. There's this, but could I make money out of that? Ugh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. You know, it doesn't seem like that purpose or that job or that calling is very well paid. And uh, I'd rather be well paid. You know, let's find a purpose that... You know, it's in the middle ground where, yeah, it's a dream, it's a calling, but I'm also well paid. Okay, fuck that. Don't worry about money. Okay, money, what's it going to do? Force you to sell out on your dreams, sell out on your purpose. It'll compromise your calling if you take money into consideration. Okay, when, of course, answering those questions and discovering what you're inspired to do, the direction you're inspired to go in. Okay, um, from there, of course... You have to be smart in terms of how you go about it. And yeah, then money does come into play. But if you want the biggest tip in terms of combining purpose and money, um, when you are aligned with your purpose, you will be inspired to take so much fucking action to go above and beyond that guess what? You will make money as a byproduct of doing that. Okay, that's literally the, I mean, the key. It's like when you're on your purpose, you're just gonna go all out. You won't have to force yourself to hustle. You will be fucking hustling. And people who put in more work than they're, let's just say, supposed to, get rewarded so. So there's a lot of questions or comments saying, you know, I've realized abundance and uh, I'm inspired to do nothing. You know, there's nothing I really need to do. Why, why take any action? And once more, if that was the case, you wouldn't be alive. You wouldn't exist. Okay, you are here alive right now watching this webinar in this world to be a part of it to partake in it okay no one is ever inspired to be idle all of the time if that's the case there's a lot of resistance there that you have to dive into okay sometimes you're inspired to take action sometimes you're not but it's both okay it's never just one or just the other that's when you know there's resistance. Okay, so there is something that you are inspired to do. And if that wasn't the case, you wouldn't exist. So stop lying to yourself. That's the easy way out. I'm, I'm inspired to do nothing, nothing. No, no, no. You're lying to yourself there. Okay, and then perhaps it's asking yourself, hmm, well, what are some of the things that could be blocking me from realizing what I'm inspired to do? To create something, let's just say, or to achieve a certain goal, you must still take a lot of action. And this is something that I've seen pop up in the Facebook group a bit where there's, I guess, some resistance to taking action. You know, it's like, well, you know, I'm kind of inspired to do this, but it's a lot of work. Well, hell yeah, it's a lot of work. Okay, and let this sink in. If you want to accomplish something in this physical world, you are going to have to take and do a lot of work. You're going to have to take a lot of action and do a lot of work. A ton of work. Okay? You want to make it big? You want to realize your dreams? That's a lot, a lot of fucking work. A ton. Okay? A ton of work. However, as I said before, when you're aligned with your purpose, if it truly is your calling, it won't feel like it. You can't force inspiration. 
Forcing inspiration is like trying to force yourself to go to sleep. You can't. It has to, it's something that sneaks up on you. Okay, so don't worry so much like, is it inspiration or not? Because even thinking about it, like, no, it's not. Needing inspiration to take action is still scarcity. Subtlety there. One thing too, in terms of procrastination um, is hit it from the other side too. Use the outer approach. Okay, act real until you remember. And in terms of the outer approach of uh, procrastination, a few things that really help is um, outsmart yourself. Okay, um, look at yourself from say a teacher's perspective or a coach's perspective. That's what I do all the time. And uh, I kind of view myself like, okay, third person, um, here, here I am. And from that third person perspective, you can allow yourself to picture what you know you should be doing, you know, what your calling is and stuff. And then ask yourself, how would I coach this person to be aligned and take right action? What are some of the excuses they may have? You know yourself better than anyone. You know your excuses. How can you outsmart yourself? Creating an environment that promotes taking action is huge as well. Okay, eliminate distractions as opposed to uh, fighting against them. If you're not there yet, and of course do the releases, but as a compliment, okay, the outer approach, um, make it easy on yourself. Okay, if you know your escape when you're procrastinating, let's just say, is to um, uh, play video games, get rid of the fucking um, video game console. If it's surfing the web, uh, get one of those apps that cuts off the internet from your devices for X amount of time. Okay, so now there's no longer that, that inner battle. Just get rid of it. Because if it's there, you're going to be using a lot of willpower and there's going to be that constant battle instead of just make it easy on yourself. The same with, say, eating healthy. Guess what? You can buy all the shit food and then just use willpower to not eat it. Like, oh, it's there, but I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Or just don't buy and don't have any shit food where you live. I feel like I can't take action immediately because I don't have enough knowledge. Um, For example, in my business, I feel like I first need to know everything related to sales marketing before taking action, how to deal with this. Okay. Um, Now, this one's extremely common and I've seen it, you know, there's a couple other questions here saying the same thing. You know, it's like, um, I'm just chasing more knowledge. I don't feel like I'm ready. Um, It's the excuse. I'm not ready yet. Okay. And with this question, I mean, of course you need, you know, a certain amount of knowledge or you probably will fail, but chasing more and more knowledge to get there as we discussed is not the answer and you'll never get there because there's an infinite amount of knowledge if you're say waiting here to in terms of business to look up all this content on marketing and business you can do that forever there's so much fucking information and content when it comes to say business when it comes to marketing there are new fucking business podcasts and marketing podcasts coming out every day every fucking second every hour it's insane You know, just literally go on iTunes now and just type in business podcast. Hours upon hours, days, weeks, years. And guess what? They're still cranking out more and more content. Even if you're trying to catch up, like, okay, I need to catch up on all the previous ones. More and more fucking podcasts are going to be coming out. Okay, it's endless. And you can get caught up in this game of just more knowledge, more knowledge, more podcasts, not ready yet, not ready yet, and, uh, and just remain stuck for fucking ever. Okay, now, there is a time where you have to take in 
that knowledge. Okay, it's contraction versus expansion. There are times where, even myself, I'm going to be focusing more on contracting, meaning I'm either taking in knowledge, I'm processing um, different experiences, different things that I learned, okay, creating, for example, Transformation Mastery. A lot of the first part, you know, say the first year even of working on this program was me in contraction mode, okay, fully processing what I went through, what I realized, um, going through my entire life, all the previous years, traveling, coaching the different clients, taking in resources, talking to people, um, you know, just reflecting on this. It was just pure reflection, just taking in. However, then when it came time to, okay, let's start creating and generating this program, I had to shift into expansion. Right now, you're most likely at a point where you've taken in enough content to execute on it, take action. You need to shift gears into expansion. Okay, and realize too that if your goal is to be ready, you will never be ready. Let go of needing to be ready. Okay, the people who get ahead and let this sink in are the people who jump in before they are ready. Every big leap I've taken that say, you know, help me grow on a personal level or business level, you know, professional level. I was never 100% ready, and I was okay with that. Okay, let go of needing to have all your ducks lined up in a row because it'll never happen. You can't be fully ready without taking action. Okay, you can prepare, so you play it smart, and I'd recommend doing so. Don't just jump in without any knowledge, obviously, but you can only get to a certain point taking in knowledge. The rest you learn through taking action, through execution. Taking action and reflection complement each other. For you to be ready, you need both. People who wait to be ready, like I'm waiting till I'm ready, are stuck and remain stuck. You will not get ahead if you're waiting to be ready. And I see people every single day, literally, give up on so many opportunities because they feel like they're not ready yet. Fuck that. Jump in. Be smart, but jump in. Okay? Because once more, as I said, you need the action, the execution, the expansion side of things to, you know, reach that point where you're ready. That's the other side of it. And I can guarantee you, like, every big moment where I grew in my life, I was never ready. You know, whether it's me going up and interacting with someone, like a stranger, going up and talking to a girl. I jumped in before I was ready <laughs> and there was that fear whether you know it was me putting out a video on YouTube my first video I was not fucking ready my first seminar I gave I was not fucking ready I was scared shitless my first tour traveling I was not ready at all I was so fucking scared on that first tour I was not ready you know and I guess I could share a bit about you know that story where I mean yeah my first world tour I just put out a few videos on YouTube. I'd been traveling around America a bit. So yeah, I traveled, but I was always with say Owen and uh, you know, a team, some assistance. And then it's like, well, time for your first world tour. And I was, you know, of course excited. And then I was thrown on the road. And I remember I went to Amsterdam. That was the first city I ever did on my own. And uh, I arrived there and it was just me, you know, in a new country. <laughs> 
I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm originally from Switzerland, so it wasn't that bad, but I was like, oh shit, here I'm in this new country alone. And I had to run a series of events. And this time it wasn't me assisting. It wasn't me helping out. It was me by myself carrying the events. And I showed up on Thursday. Those are the first seminars giving. And then I was giving two other, um, a two day seminar the weekend. And as soon as I arrived there and I saw like, it was like over a hundred people there. I just fucking freaked. I was like, oh my God, there's a hundred people here. I have to carry this. I have to make it good enough. Holy shit, I'm not fucking ready. Um, and I just jumped in. And that weekend event was even scarier. Um, that two-day event, it was Saturday, Sunday. All of Friday at night, I couldn't sleep. And uh, I even had, like, you know, notes, like little reminders on my phone during the event where I'd be talking, and then I'd just subtly, like, quickly look, like, okay, then I see this. I'm like, holy shit, I'm not ready at all. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, but it's through, as I said before, that experience of taking action and doing it that it gave me what I needed to be ready. And then the next one, I felt more prepared and then I was there. But you gotta accept that. To be ready, you need both sides, the reflection and the taking action. My first tour in Australia, um, that was me, for example, by myself. And I remember I was like, so, yeah, I had no bearings on anything. You know, it was like a, 45 to 47 hour flight to get there. I was in Austin, Texas. And so I flew to LA, lay over in LA, um, you know, 13 hour flight to, it was like New Zealand, Auckland, eight hour layover there, and then eight hour flight to Perth. Took for fucking ever and it was me alone. And all those events there, I was running them alone. So I'd be, you know, running to the event, setting everything up on my own, doing a registration, giving the event, filming it, um, packing everything up, editing it, doing the next event on my own. Um, it was, it was absolutely insane. And I had nothing, I had no bearings. Like I had no one that I knew there was nothing that I knew. I was like in this strange place on the other side of the fucking world alone. And that was so fucking scary. Um, but once more you do it, it grounds you and you fucking grow from it. Like you need that taking action side of things and all of those things build up to the next thing you may think. For me to, you know, generate this fantasy vision of my purpose, of my calling, I'm just going to prepare, but you'll never get there through preparation. Just preparing beforehand can only get you so far. You're missing the other side, which is taking action. And if you don't have that other side of taking action, usually built with time, baby stepping your way there, you'll fucking freeze. Okay, for me, let's just say, giving that seminar example... Um, for the longest time, I wanted to speak in front of a huge audience. I'm like, just put me there. Put me in front. But if you did, I'd fucking freeze and flip out. I needed the previous references of taking action to be ready. So start now. Start with the small things and baby step your way up. Um, we think we like the fantasy. But in reality, that fantasy, because it's keeping us stuck, we don't actually like it. It's hurting us. It's putting us in this painful state. And we'd feel better making it a reality, although that reality will never match the fantasy. It's real and getting unstuck. Is it true that all purposes are a flavor of shit sandwich, as in everything sucks, but you can tolerate one thing more than others? Um, change that to everything is awesome, but one thing turns you on more than the rest. It's not everything sucks. 
you know. Um, and, and it's really also changing that label once more that we have when it comes to adversity. You know, it's like we label like, oh, everything sucks. It's like, no, it's the fact that there are times where, say, you're afraid or times where it's uncomfortable. That's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it that's what makes it your purpose. It'd be boring and bland otherwise. When you're on your purpose, it's not always peachy. And when you're on your purpose, you still have to take a lot of action. Okay, so when I say it's not always peachy, what that means is that there are still ups and downs. There's still times where you're afraid. There's still times where you feel like shit. There's still times where you get angry. There's still times where you don't want to do the work. Okay, just because it's something that you're aligned with, that's a calling to you, that feels effortless, that doesn't mean there's times where you get frustrated, you know? And I'll even link it to the example I use in the program when I talk about Pro Tools. Okay, that music example where growing up, you know, what I said is that um, I could be doing this assignment at school that I hated and it felt heavy, it required a lot of effort, or I'd come home and uh, work on Pro Tools, which was this uh, music editing program. And I would spend hours and hours and time would fly by um, because it just turned me on. It felt effortless. Now, guess what? Although, yeah, it felt effortless and I loved it, does that mean that every second I spent trying to figure out Pro Tools was peachy? Hell no. There were times where I was fucking frustrated. I'm like, fuck, why can't I make this fucking thing work? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it'd be like super fun looking up all this content and reading the manual and figuring shit out. But there were times where I was fucking frustrated. But I was frustrated about something that I fucking loved and something that turned me on. And I'd rather be frustrated about Pro Tools than not be frustrated working on that shitty school assignment that I hated. That's the difference but you're still gonna be frustrated, okay? It's not this magic pill that just makes everything amazing all the time. It's not the secret to what you think is enlightenment, where you're happy and positive all the time. No, this purpose has really become like the new magic pill nowadays. You know, everyone's like, when you find a purpose, everything will be fine. It's like, no, give up on trying to make everything fine, everything perfect, everything peachy, okay? I'll tell you straight up, I love, love, love the dark times. I love the adversity. Okay? And a great frame to come from, and it's super cheesy, it's make your life like a movie. Your life is, in fact, a movie. Okay, so reflect on this. You're going to die. You're watching this, you're going to die. You're like, no, 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 I'm not. You're going to die. Straight up, you are going to die. Now, try to sit in that perspective. Say right now you're on your fucking deathbed and you're dying. That's the perspective you're in. All you have is the life you lived, the experiences you've had. Reflecting back on your life, what would make you, you know, ease into death, let's just say, having no regrets? Or reflecting back on your life and being like, fuck yeah, I really milked this life. It's the contrast. It's looking back on an epic fucking movie. Not a boring, flat movie. An epic movie. That's it. That's really what's like, yeah, I fucking lived. What makes you fucking live? Is it everything going well? No. Everything going well is bland. You're not living. The contrast is what makes you come alive. And one thing to keep in mind, too, whenever you, you know, shit hits the fan is that we're so quick to label an event as good or bad 
um, you don't know. You don't know in the long run. Right now, even today, you may have received good news. You're like, this is amazing news. But do you know it's amazing news? What if that news is amazing today, but two years down the line, it's this thing that fucks you over? Or today you might have received bad news, horrible news. But two years from now, it's this thing that helped you the most. You don't know what's beneficial to you necessarily in the long run. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's how I view it. I look back at my life and I'm living a fucking crazy movie. I'm experiencing life. I'm fucking milking the experience that is life because you are going to die. You're just here for a short period of time. Take it in. Fucking take it in. And, um, I mean, yeah. You know, you want to really go up high, you better also be prepared to go down low. You want both. And, uh, I mean, yeah, just compare it to that fucking video game. You know, analogy I talk about in the program. If you're playing the video game and everything's just, like, easy and flat, it'd be boring. Like, say you're on just fucking god mode. And you're running through the the missions, like you're playing the game, and it's just so easy you don't even have to try. No matter what you do, you pass the level. <sighs> Boring. It's the ups and downs. It's the contrast. The same as you watching a movie. Would you enjoy watching a movie if everything was flat and predictable? No. You want the times where the person just plummets that dip in the movie where shit hits the fan. You're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? Oh, is he going to get the girl in the end? Oh my god, you need that. That's the contrast. That's life. Love contrast. Get rid of this contrast equals bad. Love it. We want the results now, and when we don't get them, we just like give up. You know, we just dabble around and try something else. Patience. And that's why if you really want to be successful, value the fact that you're on your purpose more so than, you know, any external success you may get. Because when it just becomes about being aligned with your purpose, your calling, you don't have to be patient anymore. You've made it. And it will allow you to be patient, let's just say. But you don't have to worry about getting anywhere. Because, yeah, as you mentioned here, and a lot of people will tell you this, um, success can happen fast, but it usually happens fast as a, you know, a buildup of certain things that you've been doing for a long period of time. And you better be patient. You better be patient. You better kill your sense of over-entitlement. You better pay your dues. And most people are just not willing to go through that. They're not willing to pay their dues. They're not willing to crawl through the mud, go through shit. And that's something, too, where, I mean, yeah, if you're realistic and you kind of look behind the curtains, anyone who's made it, or most people who have made it, have crawled through shit. They won't necessarily parade it. It's a lot easier, especially if they're teaching you how to make it, to tell you that it's this simple way that happens magically fast. But no, it's a lot of you crawling through shit. Okay, I believe I talk about this in the Mentor Manifesto uh, when it comes to my story where, yeah, I mean, I've crawled through so much shit. <laughs> so much. I've endured so much shit, so much, yeah, I mean, fucking fear and horrible scenarios, horrible situations that most people just wouldn't go through. They wouldn't endure it. And that's why I'm here. And that's, again, um, the perspective I, I should hear is really what helped me. It's like, you're living the movie. Yeah, you're in the shit part of the movie, but 
it's your movie and you're it, you're on your purpose that's all that matters you're living the movie and also reflecting on the fact that you're only here for a limited amount of time don't let shit hold you back don't let say the beliefs of the masses saying no you can't follow your dreams play it safe don't let that hold you back like you don't have the luxury to be held back you don't you're gonna die you're here experience it fuck you have the gift of being alive the gift of experiencing this little bit of life make the most of it for real like this reflecting on death is huge reflect on it like it's scary it's dark but do it every once in a while just sit down and <sighs> reflect on the fact that you're going to die no matter how hard you fight to survive you're not going to survive you're gonna die and just shifting perspectives there fuck i am gonna die i don't have all the time in the world i act like i am <laughs> like i have all the time in the world i act like i'm immortal but no you don't you're gonna die and you don't even know when you're gonna die you may die within the next year one of you on this webinar may die within the next year I may fucking die within the next year something to reflect on it's scary it's dark you're like oh fuck you know it may happen and yeah it may happen that's part of life that's you being realistic you're gonna die and you don't know when it could happen anytime anytime you're not immortal milk life milk your experience of life while you're experiencing it all out and remember there's no milking it doesn't mean like achieving a certain goal it means start living allow yourself to live shift into that alignment of following your your purpose your calling you know whatever that may be when you're in self-doubt when your purpose changes gun to the head what's the right answer or um flip a coin if you're in a if you're in a doubt for real like if you're like there's not that self-trust um which by the way go back to month three and this is also something huge when it comes to procrastination the more you start trusting yourself again and the more you build that authority over yourself the more you will listen to yourself okay so with procrastination sometimes it's because you don't have that authority over yourself you tell yourself hey go do this but because you don't value yourself, you don't trust yourself, or you might even hate yourself, you don't listen. You know, so the more you do those releases, that'll help too. Um, but otherwise, flip a coin. I kid you not. If you're like, is it this or this? Flip a coin. Heads is this. Tails is that. Flip it, and then don't look, and ask yourself, and be honest, what side are you hoping is showing? What side's at the top? That'll give you the answer. What side are you secretly hoping will be showing? But you have to actually go through the physical motion of flipping that coin. We overblow what a purpose is, where you think it's this magic pill, and we overblow what inspiration is. Okay? Thinking that literally when inspiration kicks in, you will feel it. And it's like fucking magic and energy just pulling you in this direction. No, it can be fucking subtle. Okay? Uh, and most of the time, you're not really logically thinking about the fact that you're inspired. 
okay? So I'll link it to me when I'm composing a song or when I was composing a song when I was younger. When I'm composing a song and inspiration kicks in, I'm just fully there. I'm not thinking, am I inspired right now? <gasps> Is this inspiration? I'm just there in the fucking moment. If I'm thinking about inspiration, I'm probably not inspired. So don't try to catch it mentally. Just follow the calling. Follow what's what's there, even if it's fucking subtle. I feel like I have to do something important. No, you have to do something authentic. Or change your definition of importance. Importance is what's authentic to you. And that's a big one. Remember, when it comes to having a purpose, it doesn't have to be this huge fucking thing either. It doesn't have to be artistic. It doesn't have to be uh, associated with world fame and success. You know, your purpose could just be doing something very low key. It could be living on a fucking goat ranch in the middle of nowhere and raising goats, raising cattle. That could be your fucking purpose. That's what could be making you fucking come alive. Do all your purposes have to be related to your job or could it be like building a caring, safe family? Could be anything. Remember, you're free to come up with your own purpose. And here's what I'll say too, by the way, um, if you want to get nuanced. Sometimes there's a lot of resistance to playing things smart when it comes to following your purpose. So say you want to do something artistic, but you know that for the time being, you can't make a living off doing that artistic thing. And you're probably going to have to have a side job, you know, or a day job to survive. That's what will give you the income to survive and then do that artistic thing. When that's the case, people get really frustrated. They're like, well, I wish I could follow my purpose, but there's this fucking day job I hate. Change your perspective on things. You can view it like that where you just split the two or what you have to realize here is that that day job is fueling your purpose. It's allowing you to do your purpose because you're getting money and then you do your purpose on, you know, during your free time. They go hand in hand. You need the day job to be able to do that. Otherwise, you wouldn't survive. So the day job, in a way, is part of your purpose. And it might not be, as I said before, the part of your purpose where everything's fucking peachy. It might be the ugh, drag part of your purpose, but it's still you being on your purpose. And when you come from that frame there, you fucking love it too. What is your escape mechanism on procrastination? Um, oh, if I procrastinate? Like, oh, my, my go-to escapes? Um, le less now. I actually less have the the need to escape. Um, but there, I know in the past it was, for a while it was uh, watching TV. Huge. You know, especially, I mean, fuck, nowadays with so many fucking options of things to watch um, where you have immediate, like, instant access to it. That's the tough one, too. It's like you have to realize, like, this whole world of social media and internet, um, everything's so easy to get access to and so fast. Um, so, I mean, fuck, say, say it was, like, prior to the internet, you're like, oh, I want to... I hate this and you're procrastinating you feel like shit and you need to distract yourself or escape that shitty feeling um you may not have access to like a cool show to watch till later during the day so you're like fuck okay i'll get back to work till then now you just turn on netflix or 
Amazon Prime and fuck, you got access to everything, everything. And it's not just everything like dumb shit. It's actually really fucking good shows, really good stuff to watch. So, you know, it's it's easier and it's more tempting. So uh, TV was one. Eating was another one. Um, but those are the big ones. Eating or TV. Eating, TV. Yeah. Eating is a huge escape for me. That's why I, um, even during the media scandal, I got I put on a ton of weight. Julian, what should you do with your escapes? Um, do a release instead. For real. It's like whenever you have the urge to escape, like say you're procrastinating and you're like, oh, and there's so much resistance. Instead of escaping, you know, write down what your go-to escapes are. Instead, dive into it. Release it. And you may think too, well, I don't have time to release it. It's like, hey, if you have the urge to escape and you know you're going to be escaping anyway, you have time. Except instead of doing whatever your escape is, like say it's like, I'm going to watch a TV show. Do a release. If you have time to watch a fucking TV show, you have time to do a fucking release. Trying to become a successful poker player, but I know it's not my purpose. It can't be because it's not something giving. To become really successful, I need to put in a lot of work. Do that was not my purpose. I feel so exhausting. Um, well, how do you know, you know, being a poker player is not your true purpose? Maybe that's what turns you on. Maybe it's playing fucking poker. Maybe like that's when you come alive, when you act, when you experience life. It's like, are you doing poker? And what's turning you on is you taking and winning the money or are you just doing it because that activity turns you on just for the sake of playing, whether you win or not. And by that note as well, whether you become successful or not. If right now I told you and say, I don't know, the universe, God, whatever came down and told you, you will never be successful as a poker player ever, no matter what, no matter how hard you work at it, how much you do it, you'll never be successful. Are you, if that was were the case, hypothetically, would you still enjoy playing poker or not? Find the thing where it doesn't matter whether you make it or not. If you still enjoy playing poker, then that's your fucking purpose, baby. If not, and you're just in it for whatever success or whatever money you make, then it may not be. Or it may be, but you've just kind of lost track of the initial drive that, you know, pulled you in that direction. But that is a great question to ask yourself. If right now, whatever your purpose is, you knew for a fact you would never succeed, would you be okay with that? What's your currency? Like, we all are so desperate to make money, but I mean, I kid you not, although money is the currency of the world, it very, it very rarely is our currency. You're not in it for the fucking money. What's money? Paper and, you know, silver, it's coins. It, it's nothing. Yeah, we use money as a resource to do other things or to fuel other things, and you need money to operate in this world, but we're not in it for the money. What's your true currency? And I talk about this in the questions when I say, um, for example, what Tony Robbins talks about with the artist, the manager, the entrepreneur. Currency is what turns you on. I'm reading through a lot of questions here. You know, it's like, um, how do we know when we should stop doing it? How do we know when inspiration kicks in? How do we know this? How do we know this? 
you're trying to mentally figure this out. And so much of purpose and procrastination comes down to what you're feeling. Get in touch with your fucking gut. What do you feel? You always know. Like, follow what makes you feel fucking alive. Follow what makes you feel good. Not in the sense that I feel good and happy and everything's going well. What makes you feel fucking good? If you just follow that, you'll be fine. Because guess what? Sometimes you're going to be inspired to take it easy, relax, recharge, contract. Okay? And that will feel fucking good. But if you do it too long, guess what? Then you're resisting inspiration. And it's going to stop feeling good. And then if you follow your gut and you take action, now you'll feel good again. But then if you take too much action where you just keep taking action, you resist taking it easy and recharging. You just expand. You don't contract. It'll stop feeling good. And then you relax. Follow what you're feeling. The answer to those questions are not mental. I can't give them to you. It's a feel. It's like learning balance. Um, Druid, how much should I lean to the right uh, before I fall over? Follow what you feel. Trusting your gut, like following what you feel will always give you the answer. Um, some of the big obstacles a lot of us have, though, as I talk about a lot, is that we're disconnected from how we feel. You're only mentally living. Like you can't even get into your body. Um, even with the guided releases, a lot of people have trouble bringing their awareness to the base of their spine. Like their awareness starts moving down and then just blocks. You know, and it usually takes a while to finally get there, you know, when you blast through the resistance. And um, I mean, yeah, if you're not in touch with, you know, your gut with what you feel, how do you know, you know, what you're inspired to do? You can't mentally guess it. So get in touch with how you feel and then trust and follow what you feel. And we're taught to ignore that all the time. Or we're taught that it's selfish. Put other people first. No, that's that's not safe. Your gut is wrong. Do this, 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 this. No, follow your fucking gut. And stop letting yourself be held back. You know, remember, you only have a short period of time to live. Do what you want to do. Do what you're inspired to do. Let go of the need to be important, to be special, to stand out. To be significant and be okay with not being important, not being significant. Because a lot of your core beliefs, core assumptions, the identity you're hanging on to, okay, I told you to write down your ceiling of success in all areas of life. The reason you took on that identity, the reason you're attached to that identity, um, which has, you know, those ceilings is because you're getting something out of it and most of the time it is significance and importance i know for me when you know i was like really hooked on that identity of being the self-destructive artist i got a lot of importance and significance out of that it made me feel special because in my mind all the normal people they would just you know succeed for me i'd succeed and then i'd pop it because i was different because i could because i there's something just different and special and unique about me that makes me feel superior and better and more important than everyone else. And every time I try to be healthy, try to hang on to success, oh, but then you'll be boring. Then you'll be like everyone else. There's that little voice in the back of my mind. You'll be like everyone else. You'll be 
you won't be a special snowflake. I want to be the special snowflake. Even if there's negative repercussions, I want to be special. No. Let go of the need to be special. Let go of the need to be important. What if you're not? (laughs) And trust me, being okay with that will help you tremendously let go of whatever identity you're hanging on to and whatever core beliefs or assumptions may be limiting you. Practice, as I said, investing your energy into one thing and just bringing your awareness to one thing. Because in today's world too, it's like there's so much blasted at us that we have trouble just staying with one thing. And you can test yourself with this webinar. How many times did you open a new little fucking tab and were just listening to me in the background? while surfing Facebook, surfing the web. And it's not even reading through Facebook, it's you're listening while just scrolling down and just looking at the words change, the names change, the pictures change, the statuses go through. Did you do that or did you actually sit down, watch the screen and just stay here with me or not? It's a little test. And I can probably bet that Maybe one or two of you, but almost everyone here, open the new tab. It's just like reflex. <laughs> or check your phone. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's just like pulled back and forth. Like we can't just do one thing anymore. To the point where I know people who, I mean, this is how it gets crazy. I know people who can't watch TV without being on their phone at the same time. We've reached a point where simply watching TV is too boring now if you're just watching TV. You know, even if it's like this crazy movie or crazy thing you're watching, you can't, you have trouble just sitting there watching the TV. You have to be on your fucking phone at the same time, going back and forth, doing two things. And uh, I know people, (laughs) I know people um, who because of that, don't really even enjoy going to the movies anymore, like the cinema, the theater, because they can't be on their phone at the same time. Or they'll still like sneak it a bit, but they find it too boring. Crazy.